Welcome back once again, Halligans. This is Joe here with you. As joined always by my co-host Ryan for another episode of Movie Al. This time we did a, I guess you could say in the vein of a Halloween-esque kind of a movie. It is October, so we're going to give you a little more uh, Halloween-y type. Yes, I said weenie. Um, <laughs> type of vibe with this month, I think. We're going to go ahead and do some, some theme action coming at you. Uh, but this was a pick by Ryan called Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter which had you, uh, if you heard us in the one of the earlier episodes that we did, he assured me, sorry, he assured me that we had uh, watched this together, and I had assured him that he was incorrect, but no, after after watching it again, no, he, we totally have watched this. Uh, but we were doing other stuff at the same time, so I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to it. So this was, this was a fun movie. And I have... Uh, I have some thoughts, some things I want to talk about with it, but I'd like to know, Ryan, why did you recommend this as the first uh, in our Oktoberfest of movies to begin it? Why, why do we want to do this movie? Because I'm petty, and I knew we had watched it together before, and I had to prove you wrong. I knew you'd remember it when you watched it. Ah, you son of a bitch. Other than that, it's because, yeah, like you said, it's a really fun movie. I really enjoyed it myself. It's one of those things, it, it came out in, I think, 2012, you know, it was kind of around the time that there were a couple, like, revisionist history, you know, fictional stories like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and stuff like that, and this was kind of in the same vein. I'm not sure if it was really part of the same trend, but it's a movie that I avoided seeing for a while, and then when I finally saw it, I don't remember how I wound up. It, it was one of those things where it's like, well, I might as well. Because for whatever reason I have access to it, okay. but I remember sitting down to watch it and then and then thinking like, I, actually I remember being upset that it was Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, because I thought it was fun enough that if it was something else, if it wasn't tied to Lincoln, it would have been a much bigger success in its own right, or it could have started some kind of franchise or something. Okay. Now, did you watch it again for us for the Yeah, I watched Yeah, I watched this again today. Okay, I watched it uh last night and finished it this morning. Uh so we both have watched it recently. And you had mentioned that to me before about using this historical character and how you thought it could have been a better movie if they took that out. Do you still feel that way? I like what they did with Lincoln. I like how they brought it together to uh, work with his presidency and what he did. You know, the, like the historical figure that he was or is, I guess, really. Um, <clears throat> my big gripe was just with when you say Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, it sounds ridiculous. And I, mean, I think people would have taken it more seriously as like, Oh, this might be a fun, you know, what it's a like action thriller horror kind of thing. It has a lot going for it. And I think, yeah, I think the name kind of held it back because your first reaction is like, oh, well, that's just a joke. Like you said, when I, I you made me sit down and watch this. And when I first heard about it, when I first heard about Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, it's just like, what? Like, really? Like you're you're doing this, you, you made this into a movie. It just you're and you're right with the name Abraham Lincoln attached to it. It just sounds ridiculous. 
So I get that. And then I watched it with you, and I only half paid attention to it. I don't even know if I half paid attention to it because I swore up and down to you that I didn't pay attention to it at all or that we never watched it, whatever. <laughs> we totally had. But now, having sat and watched it and actually paid attention to it in the beginning part of the movie, my gut feeling told me, oh, I think I agree with him. I think this could have been a better movie if you didn't attach the name Abraham Lincoln to it with that historical significance. As the movie rolled along, I think my opinion of that changed. One, I think it was a good call by them because so many movies like this get made and if you don't do something in a title to stand out, it can just fall by the wayside completely without anybody ever wanting to watch it. At least with the name Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, it's ridiculous enough for people to be like, okay, that's ridiculous. I'm intrigued by that thought and I'll go check it out <laughs> rightly or wrongly that is what it is yeah. but as the movie played out I actually begun to appreciate it involving Mr. Lincoln much more than in just the beginning parts of the movie like I tried I wanted to sit down and watch this without and and take Lincoln out of it and just watch it for a vampire movie or a vampire hunter movie and see what I thought of it. But the way they do it, you can't take Lincoln out. It's it's too wrapped into his presidency. It's not like just from before he became famous or any of that. It's it's all wrapped into it. So there's really no way to separate that because it's just part of the movie. And I I kind of felt that it added weight to the movie. That it added some some gravitas, some heavy stakes based on what was going on, dealing with Lincoln and his presidency and the Civil War and this whole slavery thing. And it was... I, I ended up enjoying that part of it more than I thought I would. I was surprised by that. Hmm. But even without that, it's just... It's a, it's a fun vampire movie. They, it's not... They don't use all the same tropes that you get in lots of vampire things. Uh, certainly none of the vampires in this sparkled that I noticed. <laughs> there was nothing to do with holy water. There was nothing to do with crosses. Uh, vampires could be out in the daytime. It was just a little bit different with the way they treated these than some other movies that you've seen. Some very basic vampires have to be this they have to be affected by these. They can't do this. And so I, I kind of liked it because of that. Yeah, I, in particular, I like their appearance. I like the way the vampires behaved. I like the way they looked. I liked that for the most part they tried to blend in. But I liked that when they were doing something monstrous, they looked monstrous. They looked actually scary. You know, most vampire movies, the vampire just... It's a person with pointy teeth. I think yep. the most not that I've seen that was like anything significant would have been in Buffy and Angel. Oh. You know, in both those shows, the vampires had kind of a little bit of a transformation, but it wasn't much. It was just I'd like... I'd said... Some... Go ahead. No, go on. I was going to say, I'd have said From Dust Till Dawn. I've never seen it. Oh, what? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. 
Well, Damn it, another, another one. one on the list. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I like the way they looked. I like the way they behaved. I really, really liked, uh, what's his name, Jack Bart. Yes. Played by Martin Sokus. He sounds a lot like, um, oh my god, what's his name? Sounds like somebody didn't come prepared here. What? Kevin I don't, Spacey. I don't know. He sounds a lot like Kevin Spacey okay. at different points. Okay. You know, some of the, like particularly when he's yelling and stuff, and I think his uh, his his like saying "boy" when he's saying "boy" like that, he sounds a lot <laughs> like like uh, Kevin Spacey to me. Yeah, I can. But yeah, I can just, see that. Yeah, it was just really fun and really well done. Like there are moments that were genuinely suspenseful. There's action that's genuinely fun. Like the whole training with the axe thing was actually really cool. You know, it's like that that was kind of one of the turning points for me. It's when the when Henry has him in the woods and he's like, Chop that tree down with one blow. And he's getting him angry and angry and amped up and then he's like, wham, and just goes all the way through the tree and it just looks like something out of an anime but come to life. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, this movie might be for me. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of really good lines in this movie and one one to bring up that came from that scene right there. And he goes, real power comes not from hate, but from truth. And I liked that. I thought that was a good line. And not just it was a good line for a vampire movie. That's a good line. And I liked it. That when you get down to it, the the things that, you know, hold us back or set us free, well, it's usually the truth. Whether mm. you're facing the truth about yourself about someone, you know, a loved one who you're trying to be with and they're not who you think they are, things like that. The the truth is a powerful implement, and that was a good line. I liked it. Yeah. I I don't know that I noticed too many lines that were really good. I think a lot of the... I, I think it did a really good job of storytelling in a way that, that's kind of been lacking from a lot of the recent movies that we've seen you know something we complain about is not having follow through or not setting things up properly but there's stuff with speed uh jimmy simpson's character that's set up early mm-hmm. that has a little bit of a payoff later there's stuff set up with their son and a toy that he's playing with that pays off later you know there's just a lot of thought that they put into it in terms of showing things that back then wasn't anything it was like oh i bet something's gonna happen with that later but now it's not guaranteed that anything is going to happen. You know, they're they're kind of not following the the same formulaic rules. In some ways, that can be good, and in some ways, I think that can be really detrimental to a movie because you don't have consistency anymore. Yeah, I thought this movie did a commendable job with a lot of the characters that were in it, and I know, you know, you had some of your basic characters. Lincoln, Douglas, uh, his wife Mary, like these, and his son William, who I had to keep telling my from the outset of the movie, I had to keep telling myself that this is they're they're loosely using things related to Abraham Lincoln's actual history, and it doesn't actually have anything to do with his you know the real way he grew up and who we became to be any of that. Mm-hmm. So I did have to, to separate myself from that a little because there was just some some things that happened that I thought, that's not 
That's not who his parents were. That's not how his life was growing up. It's, it's a whole different ballgame with Lincoln. And his history is actually very interesting. It's a kind of a, a self-made man kind of a story. It was, it was hard. He had a hard life. Yeah, he started businesses that... Yeah, he had started businesses that failed. He ran for office and failed. He did a lot of stuff that didn't work out before mm-hmm. it worked out big time. Yeah, well, I mean, big time to a point. To, yeah, that's true. So I will say, for as far as a vampire movie is concerned, I thought the first kill was nice. I liked how that went down. You know, and, and when you're dealing with a rookie vampire hunter in this case he's going after his first mark uh who henry sends him after Mm -hmm. and it showed i think it showed that you know the amount of training he puts in paid off because he didn't die Uh, some of the some of the kills were fun i really enjoyed the there's a blacksmith kill that was really good and just some fun things in it that it it's what made it you could you could step out of the Abraham Lincoln thing for a little while and just, Oh, it's a fun vampire hunting movie. And that was, it was good because of that. And yeah, there's even more consistency when it comes to like thinking about his early life, like you were talking about in his first kill or his first attempted kill where he tries to use the gun and it doesn't work. Oh, and then that, that comes was a back good scene. with, yeah. And it comes back to him. He's like, well, I don't have the best luck with guns basically. Right. So he starts using the the axe. And I did have one one point that I really wanted to bring up. I mean, there were a couple little things like there's the scene towards the end where it it shows them on the train and it's mm-hmm. zooming into the engine as it's moving along and speed is checking on something and as it comes in the music is paced perfectly with the sound the locomotive is making. So it kind of blends into it and I thought that was a really good touch. You know, there were just these little things where it's like they actually like put a lot of thought into it and did it really well, even though it's kind of a goofy thing. Mm-hmm. But one of the points that I wanted to bring up was when Lincoln gets out his axe as like a 50 year old and he, you know, slowly starts passing it hand to hand and twirling it and doing the things that he used to do. And then he drops it like yeah. he starts going really fast and then he drops it. But the music never breaks. He doesn't look like sad or defeated. He just looks frustrated. And the reason it stuck out to me is it it reminded me of a lot of moments from the Marvel movies, you know, like Quill pulling out the, the ball or the sphere or whatever, you know, one of the infinity stones is in it that, that they're after in the first guardians. movie. Oh yeah. And he like slips and drops it. It was like a blooper, but they wound up leaving it in. And it's this, they take this serious moment and they make it kind of goofy. And then in Ragnarok, um, Banner jumps out of like that ship onto the rainbow bridge. Oh, right. And just expecting to turn into Hulk, but he just splats down his banner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like they do this stuff where they take a serious moment and then it's like, oh, something goofy happened. And it kind of breaks it. You know, you're waiting for the two drums and a cymbal. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) But they didn't do that here. Like it really struck me that they didn't do that. Like that was not a joke thing to be like, Oh, look at him. He lost it. It's like this moment where he starts doing it. He's like, yeah, I got it. And then he drops it. 
and then he just like puts his one fist down on the box and the other he just kind of like takes like he's gonna swing and then he just puts that one down too like oh man you know I don't know that I'm so confident in this like I haven't done this in a while it's this nice like non-verbal thing of you know I need to be ready and I'm not sure I am and I really like that they didn't use it to be like a funny thing or whatever because you can just let a moment like that play it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a joke you don't have to stop the music you don't have to do something goofy with it it can just be something gets screwed up and it's a moment for that character to reflect on it and maybe that's just that I'm sick of a lot of the Marvel humor after 20 movies or 24 movies or however many I've seen I got you I mean I agree with that I think that letting moments like that stand on their own and be serious is a good thing to do Marvel has gotten away from that a little bit hopefully they can kind of make a, a bit of a return to that but we'll we'll have to see how that goes there was there were some things in this that um, I did have a couple of problems with it. Uh, okay. When he... So Speed is this shopkeeper who he meets when he... After he's been trained by Henry and he gets sent out into the world and he meets this guy and he needs a place to stay and he's going to, you know, work for him. And they kind of end up becoming kind of buddies. Not Doesn't seem like super close, but they're... They're more than just boss and employee. And then all of a sudden, there's a moment where he brings him into his world. All right, well, I'm he just brings him in. And I didn't think there was any lead up to that. All of a sudden, it was just a thing that happened. Yeah, you're right. It was done through narration where he's just saying that he told Speed everything. And, and there was just... no, yeah, there was no thing that happened. There were no little moments that led him to understand this is who Abraham Lincoln was. This is what he did. This is the world in which we live in that you don't understand. It's just all of a sudden, all right, now he's part of my crew. And that's, yeah. but like, I don't want to spoil anything in the movie. So I'm trying to not ruin certain moments or things that happened, but based on how they did that and then what happens through the course of the movie and how it turns out at the end, I ended up thinking that I, I was like, oh, I'm not surprised this happened. But then it, it switched it on me, and I was like, oh, okay. It was it was a little bit better and more thoughtful than I expected, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I like that, too. I had actually forgotten about it as well. The way what you're talking about goes down to be very cryptic mm-hmm. for our listeners. Yeah, um, sorry, sorry, listeners. <laughs> The, the other thing that I noticed was Lincoln was a better fighter than Will. Yeah, Anthony Mackey's character. Yes. The first encounter they have with vampires, they both... Or not even vampires, is it? The first encounter they have, the first fight, it's with humans. Just yes, guys. Right. And it seems like Lincoln's the better fighter. And then we flash forward a while, and they're pretty closely matched. And that made sense. It was one of these things where it's like, why does he know how to do exactly what Lincoln does? And then I was like, oh, right. Because at this point, they've been hanging around each other for like 20 years. Right. So he would have learned everything that that Lincoln learned. Like, he didn't just immediately, like, they didn't jump into this thing where they were like, you know, Batman and Robin right away. Mm -hmm. There was a long time period leading up to that. 
So I appreciated yeah. that. I appreciated that it wasn't just like instant badass. Yeah, and I got that too. Never really became a badass. Like he was resourceful, but that was about mm-hmm. it. So there were. Uh, I thought that there was a moment in this movie that reminded me of the last movie that we just put out, and that was Mr. Wright mm-hmm. when he tells Mary what he does. He's just straight up. I kill vampires. <laughs> That's what I. He just straight up tells her. And I was waiting for the moment where she actually finds out and realizes, you know, what he does, that he was telling the truth the whole time. And there is a moment like that in the movie, yet it played out so much differently than in Mr. Right. And I liked it. I thought it was it was true for the emotional weight that that scene had. Yeah. Yeah. Based on what was going on with them, their family, the whole nine yards. And I I like that about it. One of the things that I don't want to say I didn't like, but that bothers me with movies that have a character like this. When you have a character who is immortal, who has been around for literally thousands of years, and not thousands of years of sitting behind a desk, but thousands of years of being a badass, hmm. and then you have this guy who learns how to be a badass, but then he goes on hiatus for a really long time. And then based on what happens with the story, he is forced to pick up back up the mantle of, you know, badassery. That guy loses. Like when it comes down to mano e mano, like when you're looking at thousands and thousands of years of fighting experience versus a guy who's good, and has killed a lot of vampires, but has been out of the game for, at that point, a quarter of his life. That, I mean, unfortunately, that guy loses. But that's not the way things are going to happen in a movie like this. That's not the way it's supposed to happen. That's just like a real-life thing. And so that's just one of my personal, (laughs) just salty gripes that if I want to gripe about something. But I liked the bad guys. I liked that head uh like king and queen vampire that they had and yeah, one of the adam. things that i thought was yeah adam and whatever her name was uh god uh, vidoma wow well done sir i don't have any information in front of me so that's that's a well done but i did notice when they the first scene where they pull up they show up at that manor and the two of them are first talking about this upstart vampire hunter oh it was probably trained by henry that manner that they pull up to reminded hmm. me a whole bunch of a one of the hideouts in the Red Dead Redemption 2 game uh, called Shady Bell. So if any of you listeners have played it, that's exactly it was like it was like a film version of pulling up to that in the game. And I was like, oh, I had to look it up to remind me what the name of that was in the game. But that's exactly what it reminded me of. And that was a cool moment. I like that quite a bit. Hmm. I wonder if they took inspiration for the game from this ah i mean probably not <laughs> I'll, probably be, not. I'll be honest i mean maybe anything's possible but those plantation style houses have been around a long time so you know just this movie probably wasn't the thing that did it hmm. so there was a scene there's a couple things i want to talk about there was a scene where abe is going after uh what did you say his name was the the first vampire that Jack he wants Bart's. to kill his friend. 
Bart's. I was going to say something else, and I knew that wasn't right. So he's going after Bart's, and it's this, like, stampede scene with horses. Yeah. It reminded me of the scene, the highway scene in The Matrix 2, but with horses. <laughs> like, right? That is that is fantastic. You're absolutely right. I was like, this is really weird, bad CG. And, yeah, you're totally right. Oh, my God. And yeah, I'm, you're bringing me sorry. back to seeing that in the theater. That's the only time I've seen The Matrix 2 was in the theater. And I was like, ooh, I don't Yeah, I think they right? should have just stopped at one. <laughs> Yeah, they should have. And now we're getting another one. Lord yeah. help us, it better be good. <laughs> I'm sorry. In that scene, he's all these horse. Bart's throws a horse at him. He does. He gets full on hit with a horse and just like rolls with it and then comes up on the horse. Cool moment. <laughs> but, I, but I say you, he dead. I say you, he dead. Yeah, that's broken ribs. <laughs> like at, at a minimum. At a minimum. He's, there's some... There's some serious internal bleeding. And I mean, that's okay, because I know that's where the blood's supposed to be on the inside, but <laughs> not okay. That's like, there's problems after that. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> there were some there were some good things with this movie, the way they deli- uh, built up some characters, the backstory of Henry, uh, even, even some of the, and I'd say predictable stuff, like the very beginning with young Abe Lincoln and Will, his friend, and he gets that scar on his face. And as soon as they slow-mo did that, I'm like, that's going to come into play later. Because mm-hmm. it just had that feeling to it. And there were a couple of predictable moments like that that I thought were, okay, it's... But I didn't feel any of them really took away from anything. I I just enjoyed most of this. A couple of... Like, I have written down that I think the movie would have been improved without all these historical references but it really turned me around with everything that went on in it like you're dealing with the civil war and no matter what war you're talking about whether it's knights in shining armor like braveheart style men running at each other civil war style and up up through right now with modern warfare war is just terrible and grisly and horrific. Mm-hmm. And they did a pretty decent job of showing that in this. It wasn't over the top. We're not talking like Saving Private Ryan or anything. But it was just for the little bit that they showed. I thought it was had a little bit of weight. It, it you know, it lent something to the movie. And I did. I ended up enjoying the fact that it revolved around Abraham Lincoln. I think more than I expected to. Hmm. Well, I don't really have anything else to say. I don't have really too many complaints about it. I'd like to give some negatives. I mean, it's a little campy. It's a little cheesy, but mm-hmm. it's also, you know, not, it's not meant to be super deep. Like they, they definitely knew what they were doing when they made this movie and titled it what they titled it. And I think they did really well with, you know, what, what they had to work with and what they wound up finally putting out. And I think it's kind of a shame that more people haven't seen it. Yeah, it was, I, like I said in the beginning, surprise, like when I heard that, I'm like, Abraham Lincoln, vamp, vampire, like what? But <laughs> the movie, the people who did this movie really put thought into it and was well done. And it's not breaking molds in any particular way. It's not mind-blowing. It's not going to leave you scratching your head at the end. 
nothing crazy. It's just a fun show. Well, is that it? Are we at the end? Almost. There was one more gripe that I'm going to throw in there. Uh Uh-oh. And it's only because they did a good job with it in the beginning. So when Bart's, he first tries to go kill Bart's. And he's the revolver thing, and it, it doesn't go off properly. And then he's holding the door closed as he's trying to reload the revolver, and Bart's is explaining to him, powder patch ball, powder patch ball, because that's how you have to do it with these single shot, the old school uh, pistols that they had. Mm-hmm. Well, later on, towards the end of the movie, you have his buddy Will's character, and he's putting a single ball into this revolver. Now, that wasn't a cartridge. Yes, and the way... I noticed that, too. He put it in you... at the end. Yeah, there uh-huh. would have been... Yes, it would have been... That would have, first off, been loaded from the other side of the cylinder. And, yeah, there would have been powder and probably, mm-hmm. like, some kind of wax or something in between that. Yeah. It's... So, yeah, you weren't the only one who noticed that had... they did that wrong. Uh-huh. I had a buddy who had a revolver like that, and it's... It's not a cartridge revolver. It is not that style of weapon. And so because they took the time to explain it correctly in the scene, and it was to build up tension in the scene with Bart's and the first real look at a vampire and how, like you mentioned, they look monstrous when they're doing monstrous things and it was building tension. But then they they do this. They, They didn't even need to show him loading it. He could have just had the guns. So that bugged me a little bit. But, I mean, you're talking small gripes. It's just something I wanted to bring up because we have this platform and we can talk about it, and I can because I wanted to. But otherwise, it's just small shit that doesn't really matter. Fun movie. I actually forgot about that. It bothered me in the moment, but I forgot about it. That's why I take all my notes. That's why I write all this stuff down. (laughs) Yeah, this one I should have taken notes for. I had my iPhone and I took a little, like a couple notes in the notes app, but I didn't bother getting up to grab a notebook. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's about it for me. I think I could talk about more of it, but it'd be hard to do without spoiling stuff. Mm-hmm. So fun characters, good story, interesting concept, rolling it in with the historical person of Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. and just a fun movie, so... I got to say it's a watch. Watch from it's a watch from Joe. Yep, totally a watch from me too. It's available on HBO Max. Several we watched uh-huh. it. Yeah. And I don't think it's available anywhere else, but No, it, I mean I looked on Hulu, but it's Hulu with the HBO add-on. Okay. And you might even be able to find it at your local library. Everybody forgets about the library. The library has a lot of stuff. A lot so. of stuff. And I'm sure that you can i'm actually almost positive that i've seen it as i've perused the library movie section before i just never picked it up because what the hell's abraham lincoln vampire hunter who's picking up that and watching it oh apparently we are and it was well worth it yep so i think that's it for us thanks once again holligans we both really appreciate it if uh you have any comments you want to tell us what you thought about it if you like this movie if you didn't like it if you have something else you want us to watch ryan where do they do that well, they can do that by email. They can find us at moviehowl at gmail.com, and they can also contact us through you on Twitter at moviehowl. They sure can. That's a dangerous proposition, but you can absolutely do it. <laughs> so that's it for us for this review of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Both enjoyed it. 
All I know is that uh, I've been Ryan. I, I've been Ryan. I haven't been Ryan. I've been Joe. You've been Ryan. <laughs> I have. I have been Ryan. All right. And we're out. <laughs> 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 uh, it's, it's too late. I don't know what's happening.